0: Hello, and you are listening to Half Hour History, the show where you might learn something, but we guarantee nothing. I'm Jacinta. I'm Luke. And this time we're talking about... The Fremantle Fremantle Lunatic Lunatic Asylum. Asylum.
1: Episode ever because isn't this the most haunted place
0: in Western Australia? It is the most haunted place in the Southern Hemisphere, man. Is that true? It is. It is one of the most haunted places in the Southern Hemisphere. Holy
1: shit, and it is not that far from here.
0: It, no, it is not. And I would like to um, start off by saying that, look, we the podcast is haunted. We have a very lovely benevolent ghost, Prince Eddie. Yeah. And um, I'm a little bit concerned about perhaps invoking some of these ghosts, because these ghosts have no chill. So I would maybe like to ask uh, a benevolent podcast ghost, Prince Eddie, To maybe just watch our backs and maybe, you know, have a little ghostly stick and maybe ward off any of the, uh, weirdo insane asylum ghosts. Now,
1: are you genuinely a bit, like, spooked out by the Fremantle Arts Centre, which is formerly the asylum?
0: Yeah, it's now the Fremantle Arts Centre. It has been for quite a long time. I... I I am I am I'm fucking terrified of ghosts and spirits and shit like that. I don't know why. There is no logical reason for me to be scared of these things, but yet here we are. And um, I have I've, I've been to the arts center quite a few times because they have a lot of concerts and stuff. They're in the grounds on yeah. the front lawn and like the, the back lawn and stuff like that. But I have probably been in the building three times, including the time that we went um recently i went in probably the mid 90s as a kid and because it used to be um like the fremantle sort of museum as well before mm. they built the big maritime museum it was just sort of this one and the shipwreck museum and uh i went into frio with uh, my nan and, and one of her sisters and they said oh do you want to go to the museum and i was a kid a little nerdy kid and i was like fuck on oh, fucking oath i want to go to the museum of course i do and you bet your tits man absolutely and, and and I walked in, and I went, like, I didn't know anything. I, like, I was, yeah. a, I was a dumb little kid. I didn't know shit. And I yeah. walked in, and I was like, this is wrong. Like, this is a bad place. The grounds, no problem. The grounds were fine. But walking in there, and remember, back in the 90s, like, we went there, and everything's all really nicely repainted, and it's, it's very much, it is 100% the art center now. Back then, it was not quite as nice, looking like it looked like a fucking asylum there were some doors and stuff that i specifically remember that were very kind of barred off that you definitely were not allowed to go anywhere near and it scared the shit out of me and i've i've wasn't until many many years later that I went through because I had to for a concert. Had to walk through part of the building for a little bit, and um, yeah, I I don't like going in there because yeah. it's,
1: because it's creepy. Well, I heard some hype from you about it. I've heard hype from others and people getting bad feelings and seeing weird things in there. Yeah. So uh, this this was like I don't do any research usually, but we did we, on the holidays. We went on a little trip because it's not far away. Yeah, and uh, we went actually went to this thing to mm. to, to see if the hype was real
0: yeah and, and like look. yeah and I mean driving up to the place it's a very imposing looking building
1: you can tell that like I said straight away oh is that the haunted building yeah I've been there before um I've got vague memories of being there before mm. and um I really wanted to get in and get upstairs and walk around up the top there uh mm. in some of those areas and I actually luckily did get to have a bit of a walk up there you didn't come up there with me did you you stayed I, I, on the I, stairs
0: uh, well, I stayed on the stairs because uh, there was a um, an augmented reality tour you could do that was relating to the World War II history of the the place, and so I did that, and that was really cool. Um, but the the scene that I was watching was taking place on the stairs, so yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't. A- I didn't want to go up any further, but also because now that it's the art center, back when it was kind of half museum, half art center, you could wander wherever you wanted. Yeah. But now it's a bit more you know it was a weekday people were doing their like classes and people were there doing things and i didn't really want to kind of get up in people's faces when they're just you know doing their stuff well we stuff. were lucky
1: because um the uh, first when we got there and we were walking around the grounds i thought oh we're not going to actually get to go into any of these areas cuz i wanted to see what i felt like in there mm. and um because you had that augmented reality thing there was a point where we got to go past one of the staff and students only mm. uh points mm. And um, I took that a little bit further and walked upstairs and had a little bit of a wander down the corridor, back Mm. and forth. And um, i got to say, I ain't afraid of no ghost. Mm. I I, I felt fine. I didn't feel any dread.
0: We weren't there for very long, to be fair. We were probably only inside for maybe 10, 15 minutes or so. It wasn't a long time. But there's some... Like, there's some weird shit there. Like, there's that room with a door and a balcony inside that goes nowhere.
1: Yeah, and you've got these uh, floor plans here. I guess originally the ground floor of the building extended past there. But looking at the top floor there, I can't see where that balcony and door go to. Mm. And it was interesting. You're sort of on the stairs and there's, like, this floating balcony above you, which has a door that sort of leads into a sort of sideways corridor. Yeah. So you're just basically seeing a wall on the other side mm. of the door. and uh, You can't you know, strain to see what is on the left or right of that door. Mm. And um, there was a very thick layer of dust on the floor. So mm. no one had walked on that balcony for a very long time. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was a mysterious balcony that didn't seem to go anywhere. Mm. And, and there's uh, a
0: bit in the outside that's always, I'm sure it's just some part of some architectural construction thing, but it's always freaked me out. Like there's a door on the second floor, or well, the first floor or whatever, um, that it just leads out. There's yeah, no, there's no balcony. There's no nothing. There's some. There's three kind of struts of wood that kind of jut out. So maybe there used to be a balcony well, or something there. Looking at there.
1: this floor plan, I mean, yeah, there was definitely more building underneath there, mm. uh, but it doesn't show building on top. So I, I don't know, but. Um, yeah, the, the, he has a rich history. Yeah, and uh, that's what I want to hear about now. Having yeah. having walked around the place for a bit,
0: it's a it's a freaky deaky joint. And when I was doing uh, research and stuff for this last night, I was watching some. Um, like videos and stuff that people had put up when they've been walking around the art centre and like some, you know, psychics doing ghost tours and stuff like that. And I proceeded to scare the shit out of myself before I even. There was just a, a two, two perfectly lovely girls going to like the Fremantle, like the Christmas markets they have in the grounds, and they're like, oh, we're just gonna walk around with our phone and just record a whole bunch of stuff. And, um, it was that weird thing. Like if you're watching a movie with a really restricted view, like you're yeah. expecting jump scares to happen at every, any moment, which is ridiculous. Like they're just girls walking around with their phones. Yeah. And she turned, um, to look into a room where there was like glass on the door sort of thing. And cause the phone at first didn't focus and look in the room, it looked at the reflection on the glass, which was sort of her ghostly figure. And I just shit myself and I went, okay, you know what? We're we're stopping here. This is it's it's the night time. I'm not uh, I'm not gonna scare the shit out of myself before I even do these notes. And you know this this place gets me a little bit on edge. It's creepy. It's weird, and I don't like it very much. I
1: just want to say as well, and I haven't read your notes, so I don't know if you're gonna mention this. So apologies if you do. But um, if you go there now, and there's like a gallery space and stuff. There's nothing about, like, if this is the most haunted place in the Southern Hemisphere, Mm. then they're not pushing that as a tourist thing. No. Um, sounds like, yes, they had ghost tours or something in the past, but there is mm. nothing about ghosts or haunting
0: yeah, evident
1: well, <sighs> at this place at all. Like, I didn't see any plaques or information about it or even in the gift shop anything that would suggest that they were kind of um, teasing that as a, as a bit of a publicity thing. Like, there's, there's mm. no reference to it at all when you go there. I
0: think there's definitely a, a feeling of wanting to downplay that dark past because there was some pretty, was some pretty fucked up stuff that happened there. And, um, when it was a museum, there was stuff about the asylum there, but that has all been obviously dismantled and, and isn't there anymore because the, when we went in, we went to the right, um, which is where sort of the old building was, but, um, to the left is where the museum part was. And that was the... Section where I particularly remember feeling the most unsettled. And we didn't go there at all because that's where a lot of the classrooms and stuff yeah, are that, now. Yeah, but that
1: bit where we went upstairs, that was, we found out through the augmented reality, that was where the, the brig was during World War II. And they said that's where the murderers and rapists were. Mm. And that's where I was, like, walking around. Mm. But I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared of my ghost. Yeah. I, was, I was like, come at me, bro. I'm ready. Good for you, then. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, I'm pretty tough. Tell tell me this history.
0: All right, all right, all right, all right. So, uh, as we've established, uh, the Fremantle Arts Centre began life in 1861, not as an art centre, but as a lunatic asylum.
1: All your favourite lunatics were there. Sylvester, Tweety, Bugs, Daffy.
0: (laughs) There was an overflow of mentally ill convicts that couldn't be housed in the main prison up the road. So, a custom facility was built. And it's about... I would just say about 15 minute walk out of the Frio town center. It's a, it's it's out of town but it's not very far away. Yeah. 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 Uh, so overlooking the ocean yet removed from the town, the asylum was thought to be a scenic and healthful environment for the insane. Um, construction took four years to complete and was built by convict labor out of limestone, which is the same as what the prison was built out of and uh, was notoriously easy to uh, escape from.
1: And is the most spoopy building material ever.
0: It is, yeah. It's all those holes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the asylum contained uh, sleeping wards, dining rooms, exercise yards, a wash house, kitchens... 8 two by, uh, 2.7 by 2.3 metre cells, staff quarters and a 1.8 metre tall wall that divided the building into male and female wards. Padded cells ran along the wall near where the concrete couch stands in the front courtyard today. So remember where the, that concrete couch was yeah. when you walked in?
1: This thing, how, how big was the wall?
0: Uh, 1.8 metres.
1: Okay, yes, 6 foot.
0: Yes. Yep. The building initially housed 58 free and convict inmates with 33 men and 25 women.
1: A lot of stolen bread.
0: Yes, lots of stolen bread. Uh, So mental, as you can imagine, mental health care wasn't real great back in the 1860s. It was
1: probably like, in the 1860s, mental health care in Australia was probably similar to what it's like now in America, I would think.
0: Uh, In front of us... Uh, and due to a lack of knowledge and understanding people were admitted to the asylum for any old reason. So it was common for any form of perceived social deviancy be it criminality, poverty, depression, alcoholism, mental illness or activities then considered sexually deviant to be labelled lunacy. Like what?
1: Masturbation?
0: Probably. Um, I probably imagine that uh, homosexuality Mm-hmm. Would most likely be Kins lunacy. Lunacy. Um, Probably a
1: lot of hysterical women in there with their s- hysteria.
0: Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, and, yeah, remember Moondine Joe from an earlier episode? He was admitted to the asylum at an advanced age, suffering from dementia. Mm. And he tried to escape a bunch of times because that's what Moondine Joe does. Can't keep a good Joe down. Sure can't. <laughs>
1: He sounds like he was a bit of a sloppy joe by
0: that stage. Oh, yeah. I think I think he probably was with his, um, oh, God, what was he with his bare coat? Yes. And his nice hat. Yeah. And his bare bum. Uh, tragically, the asylum also housed women who were admitted or simply abandoned by their husbands or families for behavior that would not be considered a mental illness today. So, like uh, cooking chops on chicken uh, night? Uh, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, for example, one patient's epilepsy was diagnosed as a form of dementia, and several Japanese prostitutes were admitted by their goldfields owners slash pimps after contracting venereal disease. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. So you've got a bit of an itch, and then off you go to the asylum. There you are. Yeah. Though I, I think back in the old days, like syphilis did make you a bit yeah, Syphilis did, did something yeah, yeah. bad to you. Ate yeah, your yeah. brain. Yeah, it did. Ate your brain. And yeah. killed you. Yeah. Patients were referred to as prisoners and were locked into the guarded grounds. Incoming patients had their heads shaved and were given secondhand prison uniforms and blankets. Patients also varied greatly in age with reports of one patient being nine years old. With no active therapy, very few of these patients had their symptoms improve and many stayed for 20 to 40 years or just until they died. So daily life at the asylum involved a routine of work and recreation men baked, cut firewood and pumped water women ran the wash house, laundering garments for the asylum and the nearby prison cards, chess and reading provided entertainment and regular performances were put on by local musical societies I hear their favourite was kinky boots (laughs) (laughs) there was a Fremantle Asylum cricket team and two religious services a week I wonder who the who the cricket team like played. Like did they go out and play other teams or did they just like play themselves?
1: Yeah, that that seems like a bit of a contradiction to me. This idea of this tight locked up lifestyle, but then mm. they're out playing cricket.
0: Yeah. It looked like some pictures that I saw, um you know how across the road now there's like a rec center and the park yeah, yeah, and yeah. all that sort of thing. Um, I think originally a lot of that was, I don't know if it was um, asylum grounds, but it looked like it had like a big wall around all that area too.
1: You just had them out on really long chains. Yeah. Went out out across the road.
0: (laughs) Like those um, little leashes you put on babies. Yeah, and they just
1: like um, wind them back in at the end. Once they've tied themselves out. Like
0: a fishing reel, Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, we're talking about a time when mental health care involved of, like catching people in large butterfly nets. Yeah. So, you
0: know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, by 1898, several incidents uh, brought the asylum under investigation. An inquiry found one nurse guilty of keeping patients awake at night by sticking them with hat pins. Oh, fuck. Um, one male patient evaded an orderly's watch and succeeded in hanging himself from a barred window. And also, there was another story. I can't remember the lady's name, but like. She was she was a lady, she was admitted there. Her husband came to visit her and she was just all like beaten up, had like a black eye yeah. and all this stuff and and he was like, oh fuck, that's a bit that's a bit weird. And it was her um basically like her roommate, like her sort of cellmate that she yeah. was with, it was like really quite violent. And uh yeah, the husband came to visit her and she was all beaten up and then three days later he gets a telegram going, Oh, um, your wife died can you just like get in touch with us to organise the funeral and yeah the um, roommate had murdered her right yeah fucked up Spoopy. yeah uh, the, ins- the asylum was condemned in 1900 due to overcrowding insufficient staff and the ability to separate docile from dangerous patients uh, by 1908 all patients were relocated to a newly built facility in Claremont which I guess is Greylands I didn't realise that Greylands was quite that old Yeah, right. There you go. Uh, After 1909, the building became a women's home. Most of the women who resided there were regarded as being of low social standing, uh, among them children, the elderly, the destitute, abandoned wives, and unmarried mothers. Once the women arrived, their freedoms, rewards, and routines were decided by matrons. Ooh, matron. Matron. Upstairs, one old ward was renovated to house female wards of the state. So these girls were essentially prisoners, considered beyond reform due to sexual promiscuity, venereal disease, or a history of prostitution. Naughty girls.
1: Yeah. It's the bad girls wing. <laughs> yeah.
0: It'd be like, it was a movie, it'd just be like Aubrey Plaza sitting yeah. there with a cigarette, just, <laughs> just hazing all the new girls who come in the spoopy bad girls uh because uh you know nobody gives a shit about women back then or today there was never (laughs) enough funding to maintain the building so rat termite and cockroach infestations combined with rising damp structural collapse and poor sanitation blighted the home the women were moved out in 1941 just prior to world war ii but Apparently their new digs weren't much better. So they had a very nice life, didn't they?
1: Well, I'm trying to gather, you know, our potential ghosts here. Mm. You know, and a lot of people are having a shithouse time there, but then they're getting relocated. So they can't be haunting the
0: place. Mm, there are a lot of people who died there, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they're, like, beat-up cellmate. She'll still be hanging around.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, During World War II, the site became U.S. Navy Supply Depot 137, which is a base for the U.S. submarine efforts in the Pacific. 160 servicemen and 102 civilians worked at the depot, which consisted of the original building and 22 temporary constructions. A movie hall was set up in the main gallery. A laundry building was built in the northeastern corner of the site. And a radio and radar repair shop was dug out of the front garden's retaining wall. And I was thinking that, you know how we went down to the front lawn and there was the stage and it almost looked like there was a gate where you could go underneath the stage? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, 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 I thought maybe that was um, the radar repair shop, but I don't think that's what they mean by the f- front wall. I think the front wall is what they mean when we come- when we came in.
1: Yeah. So that was I'm i n- I'm not
0: sure, but that was weird. That yeah. was a
1: spooky place for ghosts, I yeah, thought. Yeah, I we bet there are spookies. Some, s- some spooky things. It wasn't very scary, but remember we saw that white small white hooded figure <laughs> that was walking in front of us for a while or like mm-hmm. just appeared? Yeah. And then it had a white hood.
0: Yeah, and they took it off and, oh, no, it's a small child. It was a, oh, it was a child in a hoodie, but they yeah. were
1: still pretty spooky.
0: It was it was pretty because spooky. Because
1: we don't know, like, we could have asked at the front desk, and they could have said, no, there's no children here today. Yeah, I oh, what, what I children's really.
0: activities are you carrying? Oh, there's no kids today. No what kids are you talking today? about? Yeah. yeah,
1: all those kids we yeah. saw yeah. who were all frolicking. All dead. In the, yeah, all dead children. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a sunny thought. Uh, the depot included a pub stocked with swan lager. Haven't they suffered enough? That's spooky. Uh, A munition store, vehicle pool, and a 24-hour coffee station. Uh, An assault on WA by the Japanese was considered highly likely after the fall of Singapore, and officers patrolled the depot with rifles, bayonets, and submachine guns. A military prison with four detention cells housed German and Italian prisoners of war. All the murderers and rapists and all the uh, shady, shady dudes.
1: Well, looking at this, there, there's the cell block is on the bottom, yeah, which would have been those dudes, and then the um the the brig prison cells are on the top. Mm. We have all those murderers and rapists. Yeah. And then that's where I was. Yeah. Just hanging out. Yeah, you were looking for ghosts.
0: Yeah. The um the augmented reality tour was actually really really cool um really cool innovation and it did um it was a window through time it was a window through time and uh yeah it just showed you all the different areas and the buildings that had been there and uh i like the story of the you know when the The sailors, the seamen, would come back. uh, We saw some
1: CGI seamen (laughs) through the time window. When
0: they would come back for R&R, they would just go straight to the laundry building because that's where all the ladies were.
1: And and they were saying, like, hot dog, Yankee Doodle and stuff like that while they were hanging there. And they gave a little boy some um, Bazooka Joe gum, I think.
0: Oh, they did, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got any candy, mister? Uh, After the war, the building was looking like total shit. And people started talking about demolition. Uh, but luckily, a lot of the locals, including the Fremantle mayor at the time, thought it deserved to be saved because it was such an important part of Fremantle's history and they fought hard to keep it alive. Because basically, the behind the building is the John Curtin School for... For, for young fellas and they were like well can't we just have that site and can't we have it as like sports ground and everyone's like no no we need to keep it so they kept it which is fantastic because private schools don't need any more shit uh in 1967 state funding was secured to establish a museum and community arts center in the building the museum operated at the site from 1970 and the art center opened in 1973. They cohabited until 2010 when the WA Museum decided to move their collection to the uh, the New Maritime Museum and the Shipwreck Museum. And since then, it has been all art centre all the time.
1: Yes. Yes. And we got to see an exhibition where one of the paintings moved. That was very spooky. And one of them was like a skull. What
0: well, one moved?
1: Yeah, I think it was lenticular.
0: Oh, okay. Was it? Oh, I
1: Lenticular, was... the spookiest rulers of them all
0: <laughs> i i know i just like the one with all the cartoon animals like one yeah, little animal for each called, country that was my favorite was yeah not very spooky
1: animals talking that's like black phillip shit yeah yeah i haven't
0: seen that movie but i understand the meme yeah yeah crazy so with a history as varied and horrible as this it is no surprise that the building is haunted as shit and is considered to be one of the most haunted places in the Southern Hemisphere. So there's a few regular ghosts who make an appearance. So one is known as I think either the Black Lady or the Lady in Black. Um, and she is an elderly lady who is seen wandering the corridors. The story goes that she was hospitalized with a mental illness, possibly brought on by her daughter being taken away from her. Uh, and it's said that she ended her life by jumping out of a first floor window. Probably
1: well, went through that door that goes nowhere. <laughs> yeah, probably.
0: She was just, oh, you're in here, Tessie. And she walked yeah. out and, uh, and impaled herself. Yeah.
1: Had a roadrunner moment. Yeah.
0: Uh, she still searches for her daughter today, and she seems to really like people with red hair. People have reported, uh, you know, little kids with red hair have reported feeling that their, their hair's been pulled, and uh, even adults with red hair have. Been felt, felt ghostly hands. Oh,
1: so that was part of my problem. I didn't get any love from the woman in black. Yeah,
0: because you're not a ring. Not a ring. Not a ring, mate. Uh, a child's voice has also been heard in the room from which the woman jumped to her death. Which that's for, I don't like ghostly children voices. Like that's another level for Have me. You got me, yeah, Mister. <laughs> um, there is a kissing ghost. Which found, sounds far more pleasant and uh, does pretty much do what it says on the tin. Uh, people have experienced being touched by phantom lips. Whoa. The ghost who walks and the ghost who kisses. <laughs> uh, There's Onion Head,
1: uh, aka Slimer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be found eating uh, from a uh, food cart
0: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm yeah 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 uh so one prick ghost in particular likes pushing people down the stairs and all the psychics and ghost hunters that have been through there consider him to have really super bad juju there's a guy called anthony grizelka who i think he used to have a show like ages ago he's sort of considered to be australia's ghost whisperer sort of guy yeah He stayed the night in the building with the TV crew to film some shit and, I don't know, summon demons into themselves or whatever. Because, like, honestly, no good can come of staying in this building overnight. He saw the very tough and hardened spirit of a man standing halfway down a corridor. Anthony immediately felt extremely uneasy about the spirit. My impressions were that he was not an inmate of the asylum when it was operating, but a very nasty nurse or warden type, Anthony says. With this type of energy, I can't begin to fathom the types of things he did to those poor souls who were patients in that place many years ago. This very unpleasant man has been here a long time, perhaps a hundred years or so from the look of his demeanor and dress. Anthony later discovered that several security guards refused to enter that part of the asylum after a couple of them had been pushed down a stairwell. I knew it was this nasty chap in the hall who was responsible, Anthony says. Anthony later moved into an area he described as one of the most haunted locations he had ever visited. I'm just
1: sorry, can I just interrupt mm. for a second? If I'm Anthony's producer here. Yeah. Like, putting up the money for this. Yeah. I'm like, you had a job mm-hmm. to go in there, mm. spend the night, and film ghosts. Mm-hmm. So you saw a ghost. Yeah. You were looking at his, like, costume and working out how old he was, mm-hmm. etc., but you didn't film him? Well, you, you fucking dickhead.
0: Well, there was... Actually, I watched one of his um, ghost tour videos as well that's on YouTube, and that, that was a pretty, pretty creepy too, because it was all these, like... Basically the all women that were with him, and um, it, I think it was probably this guy that kind of turned up, and he was just saying, oh, there's sort of energy around this area, and he's really um, attracted to like, wanting to be around the women of the group. And the women are just like, oh, fuck that. And he's saying that the energy that's coming is sort of, like, kind of violent sexual sort of energy. Like, he wants to do kind of bad things. And all these women are just like, are you fucking serious? I don't want to be involved with this. And then, like, this particular ghost started throwing rocks at them. Like, a few of them were like, what the fuck is that? And they they got hit in the head with something and they bent down. And there's, like, this little pebble on the ground that was, like, nowhere there before. And sure, I know cynics are going to go say, oh, there's a producer there, and he's, like, throwing rocks yeah, yeah, at them yeah. and shit. But, like, I don't know. I think when you're in that moment and you're so invested in the situation that you're in, like, you're going to believe that. And there was one where they, they just had the camera there and they were panning across the room and, like, because the, the ghosts don't show up as a man standing there in a hundred-year-old dress. They show up as, like... You've heard, like, orbs and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, and there were quite a few um, orbs coming up on this thing, and they, were, they had their EMF reader things, yeah. and, and they were triggering off in certain places and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, like I, I, like, I wish I didn't believe, but I do believe, and it freaks me out. All
1: right. I don't have daughters, but mm-hmm. um, if anybody out there does, and they're like, I'm going to go down to Freo prison, and I'm going to be in the dark room overnight with this guy who's going to be like... Some bad energy in here, some bad <laughs> sexual energy. You might feel something on your your breasts or butt, but don't go there. And the, don't, don't go on that tour.
0: And the thing was, he or goes...
1: Take, or t- take, go in a group.
0: He goes, um, oh, can, you know, he's like, well, there's spirits in this room. Can they make themselves known by, like, making a noise or something? And, and then they go, okay, can you make yourself known But like, can you, like, touch somebody... And I just, I know that if I was on a tour like that, and if someone that I was with, as a joke, like touched my hair or my back, I would turn around and punch them in the fucking face because I would be so wired at that moment that I'd be like, look, I know theoretically I would not be able to punch a ghost in the face, but if I felt there was something behind me, whatever was behind me would cop it. Mm. Mm.
1: I I would, I'm disappointed that I would like to do a ghost tour
0: you can feel f- they, they do have them um there's a ghost tour that uh i found last night i think it's like 85 bucks they run it every friday night i think and you go to the prison the art center and uh the roundhouse which is meant to be oh a- so you still okay we could let's do this no way No way. It would be great. No way. Let's do it, seriously. Not in a million years. I would rather fucking die. No, it'll be good. No, because the fucking, the roundhouse, I don't know if it's actually the roundhouse that's haunted, or it might be the shipwreck museum that he hangs around at, but there was a little boy who was um, wrongfully convicted of murdering Somebody. Yeah. Okay. So he's fine. And he was hung there. Yeah. And so he's He, he, well he still he still haunts the place. This poor little lad. This who hung was... lad.
1: You can hear his penis dragging, <laughs> dragging along the floor.
0: Yeah. No. Because the roundhouse was like the original, like original, original prison before they yeah. built the actual prison. So there was some stuff that that happened there. But no, I would honestly rather die than than go on a ghost tour. He tries it on places. me. I'll it's...
1: give him a roundhouse
0: kick. Sure. Yeah
1: um anyway i so, want to go on a ghost tour though Well, you can fucking go with somebody else suzanne will you go on a ghost tour yay <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: if that you probably up, couldn't hear that she was said f- fuck no <laughs> 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 all right so, um, a listener so
1: who's gonna go with me Someone will.
0: Someone nominate yourself because yep. it's not going to be me, friends. I'll go during the day. I will not go at night. I would honestly, I, I would rather die. Um, so anyway, Anthony, would- Anthony has gone into like a super haunted area. Uh, the thing I noticed almost immediately when I entered this area was a strong smell of burning, the overpowering acrid stench of flesh burning. He said... It wasn't until the next morning that he learnt the area had been used at the turn of the century to administer electric shock treatments to its patients. How does this
1: guy know what flesh burning smells like? I don't.
0: What do you mean? Don't you like cook steak and stuff?
1: Is that what we smell like if we were burning?
0: Well yeah, I mean our flesh is like the most close to like pigs and stuff. Right. So whatever pig smells like cooking, that's probably what we smell like.
1: So like Phantom Menace, Qui-Gon's burning away and everybody's just like, Fuck, that smells great.
0: Probably. Yeah. Well, I don't know, because there would be like like Qui-Gon has um a lot of hair. A lot of hair. Lot of hair. hair and so the smell hair good. smells bad. They did not shave burns. that
1: before. I guess they
0: didn't. No. Well you look like he still had his hair. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the delicious kind of porky, bacony crackling smell is being overshadowed by the burning hair. Yeah. 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 Another, me- another member of his crew recounted this story. Just after midnight, the security guard kindly permitted us to leave the first floor and wander into the grounds. Pitch black and guided only by torchlight, Anthony led us over to what was once the padded cell area. Within seconds of standing near the towering limestone walls, all of us sensed a chill.
1: Fuck off that area of Freo is going to be pitch black.
0: Anthony became aware of three young women in spirit. Uh, the three girls were sisters. They were the daughters of someone prominent in the community at that time. One sister had a mental health issue, the other two did not. Perceived shame surrounded the three sisters. The exact nature of that shame was unclear to Anthony. I feel the shame is political rather than immoral, said Anthony. I feel the girls were locked away out of sight to protect a political career rather than for the benefit of the girls' health. Anthony was quiet for a while, then said, The three sisters died here. They were only teenagers. But before they died, they were exploited sexually. I feel money changed hands and these girls were used for sexual favors, said Anthony. As Anthony was being told, parts of the sister's life uh, incarcerated behind the foreboding gothic limestone walls of the asylum, he felt the urge to move to different areas within the grounds. On, so is this
1: guy just like, is he telling this because he's read up on it or is he trying to say, oh, I'm just standing here and I'm feeling this story like those like TV psychic dudes?
0: Yeah, he's TV psychic dude and um, he's being yeah. told the story. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, I lost my spot. Um, well, after, that guy
1: was saying gubbins.
0: He may well have been saying gubbins, but they also put up a, a photo where um, at some point during the conversation, the, the sisters had told them to, to take a photo. And in the photo, the orbs, the three, there was three orbs yeah. in the photo, and none of the other photos that they took after that moment had those. Yeah. Reflection orby things in them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This guy's probably photographed a few orbs in his sex pest tour.
0: Uh-huh. Um, Allegedly. Not really.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just made that up.
0: Mm-hmm. Afterwards, we learned uh, near to where the padded cell is today, the exterior boundary wall had a hole in it. Through that hole, the bodies of the dead were passed and loaded onto a horse-drawn cart, the three sisters included. And the place where the sisters said they were exploited is reported to be where the bathhouses once stood. So the three sisters were only in their late teens. And sadly, their life was cut short, not by an act of God, but by an act of so-called humanity. Even if Anthony had been able to capture their names, it's unlikely official records of their committal exist today. Because it was all a cover-up. Mm. Yeah. So that's the uh, that's the creepy old Frio Art Center.
1: Yeah, that just makes me want to go back again. Yeah. But I want to go back at night, and I want to see a spoopy ghost.
0: Yeah. Well, you can you can go and do that. But because uh, if you
1: saw or actually saw a spoopy ghost, yeah. then like, wouldn't that just change your complete view of the world?
0: No. I think I it probably would. wouldn't fucking sleep again for the rest of my life. Because, like,
1: yeah, I just, I don't believe in anything.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, I, w- I wish I didn't believe in anything. I wish I could walk into that place and not be, like, freaked out by weird shit in there. Can, but can I, I cannot.
1: When you hear people say stuff like, oh, I saw an angel. And you think, how does that just not, like, if you really saw an angel, how would that just not change your entire, like, sense of what the world is?
0: Hmm. I don't know. Like,
1: well, that would be... Yeah, that, that's bizarre.
0: Yeah. But, you know, if if many of... If things are... As you believe, you see an angel, like, they're so pure and shit, the eyes would burn out. So, if anyone says that they see an angel and they still have their eyeballs, I suspect they're probably lying. Well, that's not
1: very good publicity on the angel's part, is
0: it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I, I wasn't really planning on doing a uh, Halloween episode at all, but some... Uh, Forced rescheduling meant that uh, it kind of worked out this way. So it worked out quite well. And as we had uh, made a visit to a forementioned art centre, it was probably uh, made sense to do it sooner rather than later. So yeah, that's the art centre. I don't know how well this episode is going to translate for people who can't actually go there or haven't been there to experience uh, this building. But uh, you never know. There may be an appeal for our overseas listeners slash friends.
1: Everyone likes a ghost story.
0: Do they? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Except I ain't afraid of no
0: ghost. Yeah. Good on you. Uh, so that is us, I think, this time around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what we have next. I think I think the next one might be a tie-in to the Thor, Thor Ragnaroky movie that's coming yeah. out. So that'll be a, a pretty fun one.
1: Are you are you ready to Ragnarok?
0: Yo um go and visit us at fruitlesspursuits.com you can find uh, older episodes of this show all the other episodes and shows and and business and whatever that we do do um the <laughs>
1: so good at it so good
0: I'm getting the am look I'm getting the yeah, information across you know it's it's my own in my, in my own time man
1: they're, they're chomping at the bit <sighs>
0: yeah look you know people people know by now it's fine and you can go to the facebook page and join us and discuss things and on the facebook page and on our patreon if you do go there there is a bonus episode that we uh weren't able to release to itunes so make sure that you do check that one out as well that was the entombed miner
1: Tell us if you believe in ghosts and if you've ever honestly believed that you've seen a ghost and also if you'll go on the ghost tour with me.
0: Yeah, Luke wants some friends to go on the ghost tour. I reckon there would be a couple of our listeners who would be willing to go on the ghost tour with you. Yeah. I will not. Yeah. But maybe they will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we will see you in a couple of weeks. I reckon
1: Frio is probably scary enough at night as it is.
0: Frio's scary enough during the day. Just because of the people. Yeah. Bye. Bye. The donkey